That's right. That's right. Banter of truth. Banter of truth for our <laughs> all access subscribers. They get the stuff. Every once in a while, like last week, we'd like let everybody listen, but this is just for uh, the family, the Titan. Oh, it's exclusive this today? Is a, yeah, this is exclusive Ooh, content. Awesome. And as you can tell, uh, Jimmy is not here. Uh, it's, uh, it's me and Krista. Jimmy's still in. Europe, but he's gallivanting. I think we're going to do a call in, have Jimmy call in. Not today, oh, but that'd be uh, fun. we are going to have Jimmy call in and do something. It's, uh, we'll see if he can get some he time. He might be asleep right now. Uh, with the time difference, I don't know. Yeah, well, he's not getting much sleep. He's uh, They're keeping him super oh, busy. That's too bad. I know. I know, but it's summertime. I got my yoga pants on. How about you, Krista? I don't, but oh. I said if I didn't come straight from work, I would have worn <laughs> leggings for sure. <laughs> I would have been comfy. Everybody, everybody just, not everybody. Some people, I feel like some people are looking to get triggered. I think yep. some people, not even really triggered. <laughs> people. Just, are you triggered when you self-induce? I guess you could. Yeah, you're still triggered, I guess. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. yeah you can self-induce a lot of yeah, stuff by so. not triggering. I guess I so. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? We talked about some heavy stuff last week. Yes. And we thought, why don't we take a break? Maybe, uh, maybe you know, cleanse the palate and uh, and have a, a, a serious conversation, but on a lighter subject. Maybe, yeah. Maybe next week we'll get into some heavier stuff again. Okay. But um, you had suggested that we talk about uh, the yoga pants, leggings, two-piece, bikini, string yeah, bikini. Yeah, because we are moving, you know, now that it's warm. Yeah. We are going to be moving into the swimsuit zone. And so right. the legging complaints on Twitter will probably now change yeah. to two-piece swimsuit complaints. Mm. <laughs> At least that's what yeah. I observed last year. Well, I, here's what's weird. Is I remember that uh, in the 80s, dudes would wear like the bike shorts, just yeah. the bike shorts yeah. with a t-shirt. and okay, And so like, you know doesn't leave a lot to the imagination True. Um, uh, but a lot of dudes even like even guys like with like the long hair and everything like that was wow that was a part of the well isn't that now like if you watch the olympics they wear more like full body almost like wetsuit type yeah. stuff like to glide through the water yeah and so a it's kind of converted to that well and then yeah sometimes like uh some of the track and field mm -hmm. people are wearing really really small uh Whatever clothes, yeah. If you can call, <laughs> I don't that, know what to yeah. call. It. Uh, so yeah, I know that there's, you know. I did not watch a lot of, of of the Olympics this last year, but did you remember hearing about some of the like the women's volleyball? They were like pushing back, like we are not oh, wearing this stuff. Yeah, which I thought was actually really cool. Yeah, it is cool. I think it's really cool, and they just kind of rebelled in a good way. I just yeah, because I, I I have wondered. I'm like, why? Because clearly our culture is hypersexual, mm -hmm. and uh, and women are exploited and sexualized. I mean, men are too, but women to a far greater degree uh, are, are sexualized by men and culture. And sometimes women sexualize themselves. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I have wondered that. Like, why why does it have to be so little clothing on some of these sports? It's a little a little strange. Yeah, it's uncomfortable for me. That was interesting. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting too to to see them push back because then it's like, okay, it's not their idea. Yeah. If anyone was ever wondering, it wasn't the women's idea. Who's coming up with the yeah the like, Olympic committees or whatever? Is there and some the, creepy guy in the back like uh, I've got a great idea? Apparently, <laughs> want people to tune in, right? Like, oh. You know what? I'm sure that's part of it. I it's I, gotta be. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. So, but okay, so what you wanted to talk about like 
it's not just like leggings good or bad or you know are, are women just out there trying to like get guys attention and cause them to stumble but like what is modesty and how do we handle it and you know where are there lines that we shouldn't cross when it comes to it how do we understand well, all these things that and i think we're kind of going about it wrong hmm. um another thing i was thinking about this morning was when we make something so taboo it makes it that much more appealing right you uh, know and so so we shouldn't have you shouldn't make anything taboo is what you're saying that's we not what never i'm saying say no <laughs> you didn't let me should always continue. just okay <laughs> you're capitulating to the culture this is how people would respond nope. to you they wouldn't let you finish they could see yeah it's capitulating don't krista <laughs> don't at me no really seriously though but what got me i was thinking about this morning and I was remembering, it's not related to attire, it was it was actually related to alcohol. So, and I, I don't think my parents would mind if I shared this, they would, if they were here, they'd probably share it themselves. But when I was a kid, um, we never, there was not alcohol in our house, but occasionally when, you know, like we picked up a pizza or something like that, my dad might grab a six pack of beer later when they came out with the tall cans or whatever, he'd just get one of those. But when it was gone, it was gone, right? Yeah. It drove my mom crazy. My mom did not like alcohol. She was uncomfortable with him having his beer. Yes, because someone in her family drank. And so she saw what could happen. And so she was very sensitive to it, right. which is understandable. But we didn't, you know, we otherwise we didn't have alcohol in our house really. Well, she would say, I don't recall this myself because we were, my sister and I were pretty little, but she would say things sometimes about it. Right. And my dad, who was a high school teacher and a football coach, understood teens so he she told me later when i was an adult she said your dad pulled me aside and said listen you gotta cool it on the negative comments because you're gonna make this so taboo with the girls that they're mm. gonna be pushed to try it yeah so just you know you might want to just chill out so she did she she was like okay that makes sense and so for us it was just like i just didn't i don't know i like to feel like i'm in control of myself so i never wanted right. to get crazy or whatever but but it got me thinking about that, and I thought, why can't we look at this in a similar way? Mm. Then it got me thinking, because more kind of heavy, hard news, I, I don't know who follows it, but the, the Josh Duggar oh, yeah, got sentenced last week, right? So I started thinking about them. So here's a family who was very strict. And strange, but go ahead. But, well, part of the strictness led to the <laughs> yeah, strangeness, I think, sure. right? So I, you know, I wasn't a huge devotee of that show, but I saw it, you know, or read articles about mm -hmm. them or whatever. But the girls, they weren't allowed to wear anything but skirts or dresses, and they had to be a certain length. Um, but when I read articles about them, they were told, like, the reason that they couldn't wear anything else, like shorts or jeans or whatever, was they could defraud the boys. That was the word they used. You you could defraud what did they a mean by man that? cause him to stumble. I'm uh, going to use that definition, yeah. you know, cause him to stumble. They, when they would go out together as a family, or like if the, they, they wouldn't necessarily all be out together because there's a million of them, but yeah. if some of them were out together, it was the girl's responsibility. They had a code word. I don't remember what it was, but the girls would say this code word if they saw like an inappropriately dressed girl or woman and the boys knew like they had to put their eyes down. Mm. But it struck me because when I was thinking about that and I thought, okay, it was all on the girls. The girls had to control what they wore because they could defraud the boys. And the girls had to control what the boys saw. They had to use the secret language to make sure that they didn't see it. So I thought, okay, how do these boys grow up 
right. and know how to control themselves. It's like if we never taught our kids how to wash their clothes in a washing machine, mm-hmm. they become adults and they have no clue yeah. how to wash their clothes. And I'm thinking this is this is where maybe we're going wrong with this. We're focusing on trying to limit something in the culture. And I'm not saying we shouldn't promote modesty, but the culture is going to culture, right? Right. No matter what we say. We have to learn how to navigate it. Bingo. We have to figure out like how are we going to be grown-ups about this mm-hmm. and deal yet not stumble ourselves, right? right? And so that's just kind of what I was thinking about earlier today. And I had mentioned to you just when I texted you, I was thinking of Colossians 2, like 21 verses 23 um, comes to mind. The asceticism. Yeah, Yeah, like this is what it says. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used. According to human precepts and teachings, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Mm, yeah. That's the that last statement is what I think is so important. This seems good, but they really are of no value yeah. to stop that you know that sin nature that we all have. That is, I think, the big issue to deal with is how because we're talking because how do we navigate how do you live in a a, a pornographic culture mm-hmm. a hypersexualized culture how i mean you can't drive down the interstate without seeing billboards that are pornographic and right. in that they're designed to arouse lust absolutely and there are people that that dress not just immodestly but but sexually mm-hmm. because i would say not necessarily immodestly because like we have to define what that means first and biblically it doesn't re- generally mean what everybody is talking about when they say immodest right so i do think that this is the bigger issue i think there's also like a misunderstanding of what modesty is and a misunderstanding about how we arrive at what is or isn't appropriate in terms of dress because you know what what the most conservative christians would say is okay on the beach would not be okay to paul paul would be mortified to see what women were wearing mm-hmm. on the beach a one piece cover the full butt you know thick straps on top right is the thinnest of material over a woman's body, and he would be mortified that that we would say like, well, that's totally fine. He'd be mortified at men in long swim trunks too, right? Like yeah, just it's what, like you're just walking around with yeah. your shirt off and your <laughs> exactly hairy, gross legs. <laughs> and but because so like some of it, I mean, when we're talking about what is and isn't appropriate to wear in a culture, it, it, it in the world is to a certain degree culturally determined. Absolutely, it has. And, there's no other way to arrive. And we discussed this before. I think the three of us were together and we were talking about this. And yeah, like obviously it varies from culture to culture. I mean, there's countries on the face of the earth where women are in full burqas, you know, but guess what? They're still sexually assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it it really to me comes down to we all are responsible for ourselves in terms of how we're dressing and why we're dressing that way. Yeah. We need to examine like what what am I really after here (laughs) by doing this? And then number two, being on the receiving end of seeing people in culture, how are we then responding? How are we viewing these other people who, as Christians, we would say are fellow image bearers, who may be fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? We need to be thinking about it that way as well. It's it's interesting because that really does get at what modesty is, is the why are you wearing what you're wearing? That's at the heart of modesty in First mm-hmm. Timothy 2, 9, uh, 9 and 10. Likewise, uh, women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, 
not with, now here's the contrast, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. In other words, you should derive your sense of beauty not based on external mm-hmm. uh, accoutrement, but with the, the character of godliness. Like, right. So don't find your value, your worth, your beauty in the externals and don't make much of yourself with the externals. Instead, uh, you know, be self-controlled and dress appropriately. I mean, it's. I mean, it says uh, respectable, right? Respectable right. apparel, and so that is what we're, we're talking about. What's culturally appropriate, and what some things. I mean, there are beaches where um, even like two pieces are not allowed, or there are certain kinds of bikinis that aren't allowed on certain beaches. There's a famous video of a woman getting arrested because she had a, a thong on, mm. and uh, and at most beaches, that's probably okay. I don't go to the beach. I don't like the beach. I don't like the sun. <laughs> I don't like sand in my toes. I don't like any of that. But um, I know that it's not a big deal in some beaches, but apparently it is in others. Right. And I'm not saying that, that that's right or wrong in and of itself. I'm just saying like, Different cultures and different cities and different states and different countries have different right. expectations about what's appropriate. Right. So I think we have to wrestle with that. Like, how, where do you draw the line? And to some degree, I think it's fair to say, like, well, we have to keep in mind, like, we, we certainly, if the culture has determined, hey, listen, you know what? Nudity in public is not okay. Our culture is at least generally there, for the most for the part. Most, there are Unless people, you're talking about the Met Gala, or right, the Oscars right. But or like, something. but like, there's like free the nipple movements and all these things. <laughs> we're like, we should have the right. Like, these are mammary glands. These are not oh, sexual. Brother. Stop sexual. So yeah, I, 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 but in general, like, so and that's not where we draw the line. But you can say, oh, well, if the culture has drawn the line, if it's generally perceived culturally as this is not appropriate, then it's not okay to cross that line. It'd be you know better to. To, to not cross that, even whatever it is, I think it's it's that's something to keep in mind. I know I'm laughing because I'm remembering. Okay, I'm dating. We're we're like similar age, but the Seinfeld, the good naked and the bad naked. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. If it's if it falls into the category of bad naked, don't do it. Right. <laughs> like, like working on your bike. Yeah. Opening the jar. Of Opening <laughs> Yeah. No. Bad naked. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, for uh, the problem is is like yeah, but most guys. Uh, don't even believe in bad naked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most guys are like, I don't really care. So, but I do, I, and again, like a lot of these guys that are taking issue with women dressing, and I'll just use the word provocatively. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not that I disagree with them, um, that w- people should dress respectably. Right. And so, uh, you know, dressing provocatively is not a Christian thing. Um, we're supposed to be modest, humble, not drawing undue attention to ourselves. So it's not that I disagree with some of what they're saying, but they tend to pinpoint it on specific things that they seem to have a fetish over. I mean, oh, I don't know, I assume, because they talk about it, you know, a fair bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But yoga pants, leggings, uh, can you explain what the difference is to those of us who have no idea? What, you're a, you're a woman, you yeah. know, you, you go to the gym and stuff, you have leggings. What are, what's the difference between yoga pants and leggings? Okay, well, the way I think about it, I, I'm not necessarily right on this. I'm going to hold you to this. This is my, I'm not a fashionista. This, this, is, this is the fact. By any stretch. But so yoga pants, I think they look a little more like pants. Like sometimes, like they fit tight in certain areas of the body, but as they get closer to the feet, they might get a little wider. They might even, like for a while, there were certain yoga pants that almost looked like sort of like bell bottoms or whatever. Um, so they, to me, a legging is tight. Like it's tight on every part of your leg. 
Okay. You know, so um, kind of like running tights, you know, back in the 80s, that's why I had a pair of running tights or something, you know, but, but they were basically leggings, you know, or now, yeah, they're, they're tight the whole way. But I think yoga pants, at least at some point, maybe they're not now, but they can, they can be a little looser, you know, and things like that. Here's the thing, though. I, this was another thing I was thinking about like a week or so ago. I go to the chiropractor and I go to a chiropractor that you don't just go in and get adjusted and leave. They actually, like, you do your exercises there. And you align your chakra. <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Not well, it is in okay. yoga, but okay. like not at the chiropractor. Okay. I align my spine. It's a different kind of witch doctor <laughs> than I the guess. yoga. Okay. I don't know, but I like it anyway. And I'm feeling better, which is good. Good. But um, anyway, so you're there, like kind of working out a little bit. Yeah. It's very light, but. I was thinking about like one day, you know, I'm I'm doing these exercises and it dawns on me like, oh my gosh, is my shirt like, I, I wanted to make sure my shirt wasn't hanging open. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, cause there's men in there or whatever. And then I got, I was thinking about it and I thought, okay, so if I came in here in like just a sports bra, people like the leggings police would be like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? But it would be tight. Nobody would be looking down my shirt. It wouldn't be revealing necessarily. Or I might have, you know, I could wear a tank top over it. But if you just wore like a regular big t-shirt, you could be flashing the whole place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's like... It's weird. The whole thing is weird yeah. to me. By the way, I looked it up while you were talking. This is from the Yoga Nomads. Okay. Yoga pants are a general term for opaque, thicker material, stretchy, sweat-wicking bottoms that can be used for athletics like running, Pilates, gym works out, or of course yoga. Leggings, on the other hand, are typically designed to wear under your clothes oh. for warmth or comfort. It's like under oh, your skirt or like Which whatever. I have worn leggings uh, so that I don't way. Know. I don't know if that's right. Um... Yeah, so I, I just find the whole thing like, if I see a person in yoga pants, first of all, I don't, it doesn't register, it doesn't register, uh, and maybe I'm jaded or insensitive, or maybe I'm disciplined and self-controlled, I don't know, but if somebody's wearing yoga pants, or whatever they are, whatever you call them, it doesn't really register. Mm -hmm. The only time it registers is if I'm in the gym, and a woman's wearing yoga pants, and she's like super ripped and has those like muscle thighs and calves, yeah. it's like, I'm just like dang she's shaming everybody in here right. with her muscles that's like right. the only you're just impressed with her athleticism that she's yeah. worked so hard to it's achieve like, and i have this when i see a dude walking around who's super cut i'm like dang that guy yep. looks awesome it's the same i have the same thought and so but other there might be another situation where a woman could be wearing something that is not leggings but maybe it's something more revealing maybe it's more skin i don't know where it would be like oh i don't want to focus or don't I, yeah. I would have to consciously say eyes. I'm going to consciously <laughs> look away and that's yeah. part of the problem is like what might what one guy might consider like a, a, a turn on or might incite him to lust is not the same thing for another guy right and so it seems rather odd I mean some guy some guys look at women's feet and they're just like whoa I don't get that I think that's really bizarre but yeah. hey whatever man if you love your wife's feet cool I don't want to see anybody's feet so um, just, I'm just I'm anti-foot is what I am I don't I have no interest in feet <laughs> so um, but like I just like, it just seems like really subjective and these same people that don't like yoga pants because they're apparently revealing when I don't know how they mean that because they'll go to the beach that shows more I think it, they think they're revealing is because they are so form-fitting. Well, uh, but they're not more form-fitting than a well, bathing suit. Right. It's the same thing. Just there's less of it in the bathing suit. That's true. I mean, that's true. I, get, I don't know. It's mental gymnastics. I don't know. It makes me tired <laughs> trying to figure it out. So can we agree on this? Can we agree like, hey, everybody, maybe we, we, we shouldn't dress in, in any way that 
that where we're in trying to get people to sexualize us. Yes. I think we could agree on that. And I think we could say that there are lines in which we should have like a conscious commitment. Like, well, this would be provocative. Right. You know. Yeah, I like that. And I was thinking back again, you know, my parents, I was thinking back to my dad when I was a teenager talking to me about some of these things. Like he didn't, he didn't explain to me like, hey, guys are really visual and all that stuff. You know, I didn't learn that till later. But again, I, I mentioned he was a high school teacher and coach. Yeah. He knew, and he was a man, so <laughs> yeah. he understood it. But I remember him explaining to me, like, probably it, it was related, I don't know. I didn't have anything revealing, but maybe he was talking about miniskirts, I think. And he was like, you're, you think you're just wearing a cute short skirt. And he said, that's all you think you're doing. But he said, but what you don't realize is you are basically advertising. You are sending a message that I don't think you intend to send, mm. you know? And so what to you is just a cute short skirt means something totally different to the guys that you go to high school with. Especially, I mean, I remember high school and the short skirt, which, and by the way, I don't, there's no problem with women wearing skirts, but the problem right. is that at some point you wind up exposing yourself. Exactly. And not just because they see your knees, but because, you know, you have to sit down and do it. Right, the, when you're sitting at a desk or whatever. But I, yeah. re I remember as a teenager in high school, short skirt just meant eyes peeled. Like, let's, 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 and so like, it's, I'm not, I wouldn't blame her for it necessarily. She, I don't, she might not be thinking about what she's right. doing, but for the guys, it was... Here we go. <laughs> or do we get a peek? Is there a <laughs> yeah. show? Which is gross. I mean, it's totally inappropriate. Right. I wouldn't want anybody looking at my daughters. But here's um, the thing that my dad never said to me mm. was, you shouldn't wear this so you don't cause someone else to stumble. Mm. He never said that to me. Well, let's talk about that. Because yeah. like, like you were saying, like that's the real issue is, is how do we raise men and women who know how to live in a hyper-sexualized world, uh, you know, where like people putting themselves out there or they're encouraged to put themselves out there to be objectified. Right. And uh, and where they are, there is a, a, an active attempt uh, spiritually and even through advertising and whatnot in our culture, there is an attempt to entice men to lust because lust it moves sells. the wallet. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it, it sells. It's like, yeah, okay. So how do, we, how do we start to encourage men to live righteously and not just men men and women but men are the ones that are doing most of the squawking about mm -hmm. leggings or yoga pants or whatever right so what what are, what is the message that we need to be sending well i think f for guys like i was actually I was, again i was thinking about that this morning too is like i think for men you know i know there is there's all the books every man's battle and all that stuff which has come under significant criticism by some and and rightly so i think when some of the things that they our proponents of in that. But one thing that I think is probably appropriate is the idea of looking away, you know. I also think as as a counselor, uh, another thing that I'm really big on is the kind of self-talk that mm -hmm. we have. Yeah. And that may sound all like psychobabbly to people, so I apologize, but the fact of the matter is You're we preaching are, to yourself. Say it that way. There you go. Preaching to ourselves. We're always having a conversation in our head, mm -hmm. right? one way or the other, whether you say something and you're like, oh, that was the dumbest thing to say. Why did I just say that? You know, um, that kind of thing. We're always doing that. And so if you see a woman who is dressed in a way that you find provocative, whatever, as you pointed out earlier, for every guy, it's going to be different. Whatever it is that could potentially trip you up, you might want to say to yourself, like, okay, look away. That, you know, that's not for you. Yeah. Uh, or you could say, like, 
uh, I'm not going to objectify this woman. She's a fellow image bearer in Christ. Or if it's somebody at church, she's a fellow sister in Christ. I'm, she's somebody's daughter. She could be someone's wife, depending on how, how old she is. Yeah. And she's not mine. So I am not going to think of her that way. I mean, it's a conscious choice. And maybe you literally need to preach to yourself if you that's an abs- issue for you. you. Absolutely have to. I mean, yeah. that's the, a big part of spiritual warfare is prayer and preaching to yourself in prayer. So in, in any fight that we're, that we're having, we've got to do that and take ownership of what our struggle is. And again, like, I don't, I'm... Jimmy and I were just talking about this because somewhat one of the listeners had written in and asked about pornography, and you know one of the things the probably most significant truth that helped me when I was a young a younger man uh, begin to overcome lust and not I'm certainly I'm still a, a sinner so lust is still something that I have to fight, but but pornography in particular was um, this is a person like you said made in God's image mm-hmm. and. They were created to be respected by fellow human beings. They were they were put on this earth to be loved by their neighbors. I'm called to love that person, and by looking at pornography or whatever and objectifying them, I'm not loving them. I'm using them, and in mm-hmm. that sense, abusing them and potentially contributing to human trafficking Absolutely. and everything else. It was devastating for me when God began to put that principle into my heart and that was the main thing that I was preaching to myself in the midst of that struggle mm-hmm. particularly in my 20s so that was uh that was it was really helpful and I, I do think encouraging men to take ownership of themselves is is key self-control it's it's a fruit of the spirit <laughs> right, right? Galatians I mean, come on. Five. Uh, and that's and like going back to the alcohol thing as it relates, like I, I've always said, I think it's a better example. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say better. I, I think self-control is a better example for our children than abstinence when it comes to uh, alcohol because they don't see self-control in the culture very much. They see a lot of abuse and binge drinking. Whereas um, if they were to see, oh, wow, mom and dad enjoy spirits or a beer and they don't abuse it they they're actually very self-controlled i never got drunk in high school i did drugs but i never got drunk i didn't like beer but i did like vodka mm-hmm. and i did shots one time with one of the guitarists from man war as a 16 year old uh it was the highlight of my youth um when i was in my youth not now i think back at that <laughs> it has a bad idea um but I, w- I would say that like my dad had two beers and two beers only every night and then in his late 40s, he's like, I'm done. And he just stopped. No reason, no drama. I've never seen my parents drunk, never any abuse at all like that. But he was always disciplined and self-controlled. He had a CB, his uh, his caller ID, what do you call ID? His oh, handle. His handle, yeah. His handle was two beers. Because wow, he would, he would go, he went to this, thing. he used to go to this really rough bar and uh, a biker bar. He would go there all the, like, know, a couple times a week or whatever and hang out as friends with the owner. And they all knew him there and they all knew he only ever had two beers and that was it. So like I saw it and it was just like, it's it was normal. normal. It was right. weird. So I do think self-control is a better example. And so when it comes to like, how are we dealing with, with lust? Well, it is fundamentally first and foremost, a matter of self-control and how you perceive other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of another example, and I was raised the same way, but I never thought about it like that until you said it. I remember you said that a few years ago. I don't know if it was during a sermon or if we were just talking, but I thought, 
he is totally right that Christians can be an example of self-control in a culture that is, like you said, binge drinking and crazy and, and you know, whatever. eating. Right. <sighs> and and so, yeah, I, I totally am with you on that. But yet also, I think, too, being sensitive to those that we know struggle with alcohol and still not flaunting it. Right. Like if I'm having people over and I know someone, guess what? I'm not serving. You're not wearing yoga pants. I'm not. No. Well, probably not. <laughs> but I'm not necessarily serving alcohol either. Yeah. Because well, I totally. know that person's. Got, you know, we're sticking with pop and yeah. iced tea or whatever. But um, but a similar thing, a self-controlled thing about you know seeing uh women, let's say for men. I remember again when I was a kid, fairly young, and my dad said something like, "I don't know if we were watching TV. I don't remember who the woman was, but he's like, wow, she's really pretty.'" And so me being the little Pharisee <laughs> that I was because I totally was. And I said, Dad, you're married. (laughs) (laughs) You can't recognize beauty. Because apparently I'm everyone's conscience. But anyway, he looked at me, he goes, I am married, but I'm not dead. (laughs) But that, but, and he didn't, now some would say, Krista, he meant that like, I can do whatever I want. I can still lust. No, if you knew my dad, you would know that's not what he meant. What he meant was, I can still recognize beauty when I see it. You know. There's nothing wrong with that. The same way, I would watch football games with my dad and he would be like, look at that guy's legs. He is so powerful. Like he, you know, just like what you said about going to the gym and recognizing somebody's hard work and their physique. That's what he, he just did that stuff. That was just kind of, you know, he would just recognize it, but right. it didn't mean anything. No, Jen and I have always like, if somebody really stands out as like a very good looking person, it's been normal for us to go, dang, that dude is really good looking, right? And Jen will be like, yeah, yeah, he's good. Or now, you know, whatever. Right. Or like, or that woman, like she's really pretty. And uh, it, it, you, it, the good thing is, is like, I've always had a type. So if if I set, find somebody pretty, they look like Jen. She's always like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that there's nothing that you, if you're not sexualizing anybody, it's just like, right. I've, I've like, it's, but I tend to notice physique. Like if a dude, I'm just super impressed with guys that are disciplined, especially like one of my favorite things is I love uh, Instagram accounts that show guys in their 50s who are ripped. I'm just always like, I'm There's turning hope. 50. <laughs> I could do that. Could I do that? I probably will never do that. But uh, but yeah, it's not a. You know, so I, I do I do I do think we we self control uh, should be the focus. It's almost like like okay, so I'm not going to go at. I mean, I'm not going to go after charismatics. Uh, because that's not my team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go after Baptists and Reformed Baptists in particular. And when we step out of line and we start embarrassing ourselves, and I'm going to be, hey guys, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Let's get back on on the path. Like let's let's be consistent, godly people. Bat, Reformed Baptists, like let's let's do what we're supposed to do. Be who we're supposed to be. Don't get wrapped up in this other stuff. You're getting off the mark. Right. Now, um, it, there's nothing wrong with addressing the charismatic and saying like some people really want to do that. That's fine. But I tend to focus on my people, my group, my circle, and these guys, now maybe they're spending a lot of time encouraging men to exercise self-control, but I'm not seeing that. Uh, what I am not seeing- Not Twitter sound No, bites. that's what, yeah. what I'm seeing is a focus on what other people are doing. And so the the very, I mean, like, I, and I don't know, who, are, do they have people in mind? Are they upset about women wearing leggings at church? I mean, who, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're specifically thinking about, but you live in a world where like, if you can't control yourself and if you aren't calling men to exercise self-control, like it says in Proverbs 25, then you are like a city left without 
walls. Mm. Like self-control is, you know, the, the fruit of the spirit, the spirit of God. And you, but self-control is going to be the thing that protects you. And if you can't do that, then you, you cannot master the sin that is crouching at your door. So I, I mean, I, I don't know why that's not the emphasis. Yeah. Rather seems... than yelling, not yelling, but like tweeting at women to stop right. wearing certain kinds of clothing. Now, not to be like, I don't want anybody saying like, oh, you never addressed the women though. Because that drives me nuts sometimes yeah, when we sure. always pick on women and then we never talk about the men. So I will say this for women though, that yeah, we do, we have a responsibility though too. That, and what I would, because what happens a lot, kind of like that, how we started with the whole thing, we make it so taboo. We tell somebody not to do something and then what's the first thing they want to do? Do the thing. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's our sin nature. It's it's who we are. And so some women have pushed back and they're like, hey, I should be able to wear whatever I want and not be objectified and things like that. And in theory, I get what they're saying. Ideally, that would be nice. But in the real world, it ain't happening. Well, you gotta, guess what? Men aren't like that. You got to ask, like, somebody makes a statement like that. Okay, in, in what way might they be right and in what way? Might they be wrong? Okay, in what way might they be right? Well, like, well, yeah, you you shouldn't have to dress in a particular way because some rando might find it tempting. Right. But we we are neighbors, and if we're in the church, we're brothers and sisters, Correct. and we do have to look out for each other. Right. And so this isn't, like, when I say this, I'm not victim blaming, you know, because some people try to do that. Like, well, they were asking for it, you know. No. You know, that's not an that's an excuse for men behaving badly, right? To say something like that. But women, we do need to think, I think we need to examine at every age, why am I dressing like this? Yeah, that's I think the, the right thing. You know question. what I mean? Why am I doing this? And some of it might be I really just feel comfortable in this and I like it, like a legging, for example. But you know what? I would not show up to church in leggings. And if I did wear leggings, they would be the kind that I'm wearing a dress. I have worn them that way where I'm wearing a long dress, you know, that goes to around my knees and then I have a pair of leggings underneath. There is nothing in any way revealing or whatever, you know, and I, and even like when it's my week to do announcements and I'm up front, I think about what I wear differently than if I'm just going to even be sitting partaking in the service, you know, and not yeah. serving. So I am aware of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think we need to ask why, why are we dressing the way we are? Are we trying to attract some attention? And I don't even mean just cat calls right. or things like that, but you know, and I think, you know, when you read the scripture about that, you know, some women try to say like, well, they're talking about wealth when they're talking about the jewelry and things like that. Maybe they are, you know, maybe that was about wealth, but it's still about attracting attention. It's about like yeah. kind of showing off, right? And things like that. So I do, that doesn't mean we show up in a potato sack, you know, or right. we don't take a shower, we don't wear makeup, or we can't wear some jewelry. I mean, you know me, I like to wear jewelry. I like to- You basically dress like Mr. T. I mean, <laughs> on most Sundays, you have more, you have at least as many I necklaces I can hardly as hold T. my neck up. I have so much, <laughs> no. No, but I, you know, I like you know I like to look nice because and there's an element of I think having some pride in ourselves, and I use that in the best sense right, of the, the word pride, pride. Yeah, not yeah. the haughty. self-respect. Yeah, so I'm all for that, but yet I'll give an example, and I you know I don't know who this person was, but Kevin and I were out over the weekend. We were in Geneva getting some, you know, getting some treats at Graham's or whatever. And we were sitting out there and a woman walked up and she was, I, I'm short, I'm only 5'2". She was much taller than I was. So she was wearing fairly short shorts considering how tall she was. 
Now, she was otherwise covered. She wasn't, you know, but then she had on like these high heel shoes. So the she had these crazy long legs and then made them even longer by being tall. And I couldn't help but think, even though she didn't like look ridiculous, it wasn't so revealing. I felt like she knew she was attracting attention because her legs were just so long, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe I was just jealous because I'm so not tall. But, but that was an example of where she wasn't dressed necessarily immodestly, but yes, it was definitely an attention grabber, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, that, you know, what is our motive? Are, you know, what is our motive? Are why? We, yeah, why? Yeah, why are we doing this? I mean, if it's something like, wow, my husband said I look really great in this, and so I want to wear this, great. You know, fine. Um, but yeah i think we just need to be smart about it we need i think we need to raise our daughters to be smart about it like how my dad said think about the message you're sending by what you're wearing and you know again we have sons i remember um when ian was a freshman in high school there were people that i knew from the high school that had had sons that were older or whatever and there was one in particular they posted on facebook and i showed kevin i said look at so and so and his date and his date's prom dress was so low cut and kevin even i showed him he's like why are you showing me that he kind of averted his (laughs) eyes and i said because i'm imagining ian going to prom in a few years and i'm thinking where's he supposed to look all night (laughs) you know and and so yeah we need to i think we need to help our girls realize those things right we need to coach our guys what you talked about preaching to yourself we need to teach our our sons to preach to themselves and realize hey that girl that you're dating she's probably going to be someone's wife Maybe yours, but probably not, depending on how old they are. Statistically, and and not going to be your wife. Probably not. (laughs) And so to think about that, that you need to respect her that way, you know, that this is probably someone else's wife. And until she's yours, you need to act appropriately, you know. So, yeah, I think we just need to be mindful of those things and intentional about it. I know you and I are on the same page. So it's, you know, I'm trying to, I, I like to kind of like put them into little categories. So... On the one hand, we should be teaching our children and especially our girls because the culture does focus on women sexually mm-hmm. and sexualizing them more than the men. But we need to raise them to uh, think carefully and critically about how they dress and how they present themselves to the world. Um, you know, why would you wear what you're wearing? What's your aim? And, uh, you know, and where is the line on what is respectable and inappropriate, you know, and context is a big thing. That's, I mean, I think context is a big determination because on the beach, a woman wearing a bathing suit, even a two piece, like, it's like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But if a woman was walking around in her bra and panties, it would be like, well, that would be weird. And it's the same coverage in some sense. Uh, Or if a woman was wearing a bathing suit in a restaurant it would be weird it would be so like context all of that's fine i think you know wrestling with that teaching our people to take responsibility for themselves to present themselves you know yes modestly uh respectably and um another thought oh but the the main thing i think that we really should be dealing with is what can we control right Mm -hmm. about it which is ourselves and teaching our our men and women how to navigate life in a world filled with devils and temptations right i had uh, i had two thoughts one was just uh, uh just sort of a, a memory you know, i have a few tattoos they're visible and um i really wrestled with like do i want to have tattoos that are visible um 
am I asking people to look at me mm. if I get them? Because it certainly invites looks and questions. Yeah. So like, is it, is it immodest in that sense? Is it, uh, is it, is it self-seeking to get tattoos that are visible? Uh, and so I had to wrestle with what are my motives and all of that. And even then when I felt like, no, I just, cause I actually, you know, I like them. I would like to have tattoos that are visible. I still waited to make that determination about, okay, where do I think I'm going to be spending the rest of my life? And people here don't care. Like mm -hmm. it's, it, I, I thought, oh, I'll let them creep down because they were all under on my chest or above the short sleeve mark. Then when I finally said, like, okay, well, I can let them creep down my arms and go onto my hands and maybe my neck soon. Um, it was only because, oh, nobody cares. It's not going to be a barrier where we live, where we've planted and where I, I hope to spend the rest of my days. Right. All right. But I did have one more question. Maybe we can, we can end on this. Okay. Why do men dress the way they dress and women dress the way they dress? Uh, how much do you think of what women do is actually in their minds for men or for women? Oh. Because it seems to me that a lot of the things that women do, I don't know any guy that cares or likes it, but other women like it. Like these super long nails. That's like one out of a thousand guys likes those super crazy okay, long nails. Like longer than this? No, I'm talking super crazy. <laughs> like the long. crazy long. Really I don't know how long. anybody functions in those nails. Yeah, it's like or like whatever it is, like tons of makeup. I don't know a dude that likes a girl with tons Kevin of makeup. Kevin tells on. me he thinks I'm better with no makeup. Right. It's like And so that is how I know love is truly blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no, totally but that's serious. like how most guys that I know, yeah. like in the world even. It's yep. like what? So like it's like how much of that? How much you're, you can you can break it down for us. Okay, well, I can try. This is my opinion, but uh, I've never studied it. I can't back it up with research. There might be some out there. I don't that know. There's got to be. But I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of it is, uh, in the past, I think a lot of it was comparison. Like when you think back to when we were in high school, we didn't have the social media stuff. So we just had each other. And so I think- And Aquanet. And a lot we of We had Aquanet. a lot of Aquanet. Oh boy, did we ever. I did not do the mall bangs. I, I had you didn't. No, not you. Just had the flower. I did not have. Yeah, I had the poof, but yeah. I didn't have the, the wall. spear, <laughs> the wave, <laughs> the unicorn. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, we you know you kind of did what other people did, right, to fit in. Now with social media, oh yeah. my gosh, the stuff I think girls in particular are doing to like keep up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's like. It, you know, you hear about these makeup hacks and like certain lipsticks, like you can't buy them anywhere because they were on TikTok and they're right. just gone. They're gone, you know, and like even just normal, like not because they were some like sexy thing or something like that, right. but they're just like, they're just gone. So I do think, yeah, I think women do a lot for other women. I mean, I even think if you, if you even go out, like if, maybe you and Jen have been out or something and you see a group of girls out on a girl's night and they're all decked out for each other. There's no dudes anywhere. And so clearly they're doing it for each other. Or, I mean, the other thing I will say, because like our girls' nights aren't like that when I go out with Jen and our other oh, friends really? and stuff. No, not like okay. that. Okay. We don't. I've seen pictures, so I'm just, you know. Well, we don't look like like homeless people or something. <laughs> no, I mean, we no. try to be like, like look decent, but we're not ridiculous. You're not, you're not going to like the Met Gala or no. like, like what some fancy, Oh gosh, where you no. wear like fancy dresses and stuff. No. Okay. Or yeah. even like, like everybody looks like they always look generally, I think. But here's one thing I will say though, too, is sometimes some women wear makeup just because they like it. 
and they like how yeah. they feel in it. Sure. Like I would put myself in that category. I certainly don't wear it for Kevin. He he does not care. Um, I wear it for myself because I just feel better in it. I feel more confident in it. But I also, I don't think I wear a ridiculous amount of makeup. I don't, you know, I'm not wearing like, you know, crazy bright colors. You don't look like Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. <laughs> exactly. He um, wore a lot of makeup. He did. He, and he was trying to attack, attract <laughs> attention, clearly. But yeah, so I think, I think women do it for a couple different reasons, you know, for, you know, yeah, sometimes for other women. Um, sometimes maybe they think they're impressing guys i don't know like i never i was never clubbing or anything like that so i don't know what women were doing it, yeah. that was probably more how they dressed than anything right to right. attract attention i'm guessing it just seems like i just wonder i just wonder you know like, but what, well what about guys what uh, i would guess guys dress like because i want to be comfortable yeah most guys that i know uh dress with what they like or they dress to be comfortable some guys are more fashion conscious mm -hmm. um and those guys you know tend to be up on current trends um i'll think of a guy i won't i won't name anybody but uh, oliver bougeday uh <laughs> at our at our church he's a he's a handsome man and uh and and he'll he, he dresses nice you yeah know, he, he always looks really nice like, it's like oh it's like he's very put together mm -hmm. um and i think it's just because he likes it but i will say if if a guy gets feedback from a girl that he likes uh or just a girl that he finds attractive or a girl that he respects or something if the girl says you look good in that he will lock that in mm -hmm. and that will be <laughs> that will become one of his things because he got positive feedback right. on something right. but i don't know it seems like again i i'm not a fashion guy i uh well it probably depends on the guy like kevin kevin's mr outdoor tech gear yeah and i'm like dude we gotta we gotta change from the plaid like <laughs> he's just got a lot of like plaid like type quick dry because an adventure you know could break out at yeah, any time he's gotta be ready right? he's gotta be ready so yeah we're moving you know broadening the horizons but yeah no that's probably true yeah i can see where women would influence what a guy wears potentially i know that jen 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 wears very little makeup uh she doesn't, she doesn't need i don't to. think she needs it she's, no, she's beautiful she doesn't. but um she wears very little makeup but the one thing that she does and i've always encouraged her to do it because i know she likes it is to go get her nails done get what what do you call it when they go in and they 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 put the nail stuff on there. Yeah, make the them, dip. No, like what yeah. you got going on? Yeah, it's what is like that? Dip. Well, what do you call it? it. Yeah, it's nail dip, and it all the it's powder that comes in different colors, and so they paint this clear stuff on, and then you dip your nail in the powder, and then like with a French manicure. Yeah, you can get a French okay. with the white tips, or you can. I she got did. little polka dots on some of my nails right now. Yeah, I so she and I'm like, you should do that. Like, go and like. You don't spend any money on yourself. Like, do that thing because it makes her feel. She doesn't do it for. She doesn't yeah. care what other people. That's think. why I do it. I like it. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's, it's like, like self care. I've got gnarly, gross fingers and toes. They're just. You could uh, go. Like sometimes no, I've been there. No, I know. I was, that's Kev, a Jimmy thing. Kevin and I were talking about that, and I no. said, "Yeah, sometimes I see husbands come in, and I just shake my head because I think there is no way I could convince Kevin well, to do this." I'll tell you what, if Jen said. <laughs> I like it. I would like it if you, and then I would go do it. But uh, that's why I got my short beard. Jen's like, I like it short. So now I got it short. You know, get some feedback, make the change. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Banter of Truth. Um, you are our all access family. Thank you for supporting the podcast. It allows us to do what we're doing. In fact, it's allowing us to hopefully drop some video interviews that I'm working on. So hopefully uh, that will come into play soon. Uh, be sure to tell your friends about uh 
all access in case they might want to be a part of it. But you know, we got regular episodes for everybody on Mondays and Thursdays. So be sure to check that out and encourage people to listen whenever they can. Check out our website, doctrineanddevotion.com. You can see us on Facebook, facebook.com slash doctrineanddevotion, and on social media. We are at Doc and Devo. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We've got uh, some more interviews coming. It's going to be good. Later. Later.